joining us with Ask a Historian. I'm Matthew Wilkinson, historian with Heritage Mississauga. Each week, we invite you to send in your questions, and we'll explore the fascinating stories of the city of Mississauga together. Like, subscribe, and follow us, and stay up to date on all the heritage happenings with Heritage Mississauga. So for this week on Ask a Historian, we received a question from one of our viewers, uh, R.A. Coop, um, who was who has found inspiration in looking at early champions of medicine. And uh, there, there's a great book as well by the Mississauga South Historical Society many years ago called Medicine for Heroes. Uh, highly recommend that just to explore some of our early medis- uh, medical practitioners. But R.A.'s question is, can you tell me the most significant early doctors of Mississauga. Um, and uh, uh, RA, uh, we've gone down a rabbit hole here in a sense because it's, it's hard to pinpoint just a few. Um, so we're actually going to make this a, a, a two-part episode. Uh, we're going to explore uh, th- three prominent doctors here and, uh, and uh, some other doctors in a subsequent episode here on Ask the Historian. So thank you for giving us some uh, some fodder for uh, the fires here at, uh, at Ask the Historian. Um, so looking at uh, kind of prominent early doctors, I mean, anytime you have a first in a community uh, is significant, not only in terms of the development of that community, but also just in terms of, of you know, the care for people and, and, and health within the community. And our very first uh, licensed medical doctor was Dr. Joseph Adamson. Uh, many years ago, we're approaching almost 200 years ago when he uh, was on this landscape. But um, really, when we look back at it, uh, early me- medical doctors who historically served uh, 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 Mississauga, or what was then Toronto Township, uh, did their best to treat the ill with the knowledge and skills and tools at their disposal. The first licensed doctor in Peel County was Dr. Joseph Adamson, and he lived between 1786 and 1852. And he arrived in Canada from Scotland in 1822. That is 200 years ago. Uh, and following his brother, Brevet Major General Peter Adamson, the Adamson brothers would settle in what is now the Sheridan Homelands area near Arundel Village. Uh, Dr. Adamson served his community as the only local doctor until 1829 when he was joined by another doctor, Dr. James Coleman. Dr. Adamson was also assigned to care for the sick at the Indigenous Mississaugas Credit Mission Village. Dr. Adamson was active during two cholera epidemics, and portions of his records in a journal survive at the Region Appeal Archives. Joseph was born in Dundee, Scotland, and educated at St. Andrews University in Edinburgh. After his arrival in Canada, he lived for a time at his brother's home, known first as Toronto House and later as Thorn Lodge. Dr. Adamson soon acquired 400 acres near the town line, Winston Churchill, and Middle Road, what is now the QW, where he built his own home around 1824. Dr. Adamson was a saddlebag country doctor who traveled far and wide on horseback. For a time, his initial territory charge was the entirety of Peel County, Halton County, and York County, including the Scotch Block, Georgetown, and Milton, as well as all Indigenous peoples within those areas. In 1844, he recorded making a six-month circuit in which he ranged throughout much of what is now southwestern Ontario. He is noted as keeping, at all times, four horses in a stable, as he would be often forced to move for weeks at a time, only returning home long enough to change horses and clothes. Dr. Adamson also served as a surgeon for the 1st Provisional Battalion of Peel County. The battalion was under the command of his brother Peter and was required at times to be present at Fort York. 
In addition to his wide geographic area of focus, Dr. Adamson had an office and a dispensary in his home where patients could come for treatments and medicines. As recorded in Medicine for Heroes, as with many early doctors, Joseph Adamson's first concern was his patients. When an emergency came from some isolated pioneer's cabin, the doctor would set off on horseback. His, battle his saddlebags were packed with medicines, metal medical equipment, food, and always a hatchet to clear and blaze trails. Day or night, in, in rainstorms, fierce cold, snow, or summer heat, bringing mosquitoes in swarms, he followed the distressed messenger to the lonely cabin. There was blessed, their blessed relief in the in these primitive homes when the doctor finally arrived. Dr. Joseph Adamson was a beloved community figure and served the community faithfully right up until his own untimely death in 1852. The doctor was laid to rest at St. Peter's Anglican Cemetery in Arundel. Although Adamson Street in Arundel Village is noted as being named in honor of his brother Peter, given how esteemed the doctor was in the eyes of his of the residents around here. One can easily surmise that it was the doctor to whom they referred to when speaking of the street name. A majority of those who, care, who carry and connect with the Adamson surname in Mississauga today are descended from the doctor. And so that was our first doctor uh, and the first part of a, a multi-step uh, answer to your question, R.A., about our first doctor here in historic Mississauga and Peel County as Dr. Joseph Adamson. From there, our second part, we're going to deal with uh, the the Dr. Sutton, if you will, and there were multiple of them, uh, all into the same family, but, uh, you know, prominent medical family here in early Mississauga. Dr. Arthur Bennett Sutton, who lived between 1882 and 1958, was the first doctor to establish his residence and practice in Port Credit. Arthur came from a line of family doctors. His father, Dr. Marshall Sutton, who lived between 1850 and 1916, had established his practice in Cooksville. His uncle, James Sutton, 1840 to 1918, was also a doctor and practiced near Lucan, Ontario. He was the local doctor during the Donnelly years for those interested in that dark chapter of Ontario's history. Arthur's brother was Harold Chester Sutton, who was also a doctor and took over his father's practice in Cooksville after serving in the First World War. Together with Dr. Dixie, the local Sutton doctors championed public health measures and a vaccination program against smallpox. It is mentioned that Dr. Marshall Sutton was the first local doctor to have a telephone in 1893. Marshall also served as the Peel Medical Officer of Health between 1894 and 1914, so for 20 years. Arthur followed in his father's footsteps and also served as a Peel Medical Officer of Health and the County Coroner. Arthur received his education at Parkdale Collegiate and the University of Toronto, graduating in 1904. He received his medical license through New York University School of Medicine around 19, in 1907 and established his own, par, own practice on Park Street in Port Credit in 1908. Arthur became known locally as Young Dr. Sutton in deference to his father who practiced in Cooksville up until his death in 1916. Arthur was married to Helen Elliott and the couple had two children, Marshall and Edward. In addition to his local practice in Port Credit, Arthur also served as a regimental physician for the 36 Peel Regiment, later known as the Lawrence Scots, and Arthur practice, Arthur's practice spans the arrival of automobiles, and he was known to keep both a, co a car and a horse and buggy and a sleigh in the winter. Young Dr. Sutton was a beloved Port Credit citizen, a faithful and dedicated friend, and a member of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church. He was also an avid golfer at the Mississauga Golf and Country Club. 
It was said of him that he was highly revered throughout Peel County and a well-respected member of the medical profession. There was a local notion in Port Credit in commemorating the doctor's long service to the community in some fashion. Discussions were held in Port Credit to install a public fountain or some other such public measure in his memory. However, it doesn't appear that any of that materialized. That being said, Dr. Sutton, Arthur Sutton, along with his brother, Harold, Dr. Harold Chester Sutton, his father, Dr. Marshall Sutton, his un uncle, Dr. James Sutton, all had significant impacts on the early communities in which they lived and where they served. And for this week, our last uh, doctor that we'll connect to this week is that of Dr. John Crumbie in Streetsville. Uh, Dr. Crumbie, uh, who lived between 1794 and 1877, was born in Stony Kirk, Scotland, where he received his early education and taught in the parish school. In 1819, he emigrated to Canada with his family. His father settled in Chinquuzi, and in 1827, John graduated from medical school in Fairfield, New York. In 1829, he established his medical practice in Streetsville, becoming only the second licensed doctor in Peel County, this, of course, being behind uh, uh, Dr. Joseph Adamson. He became a familiar figure on horseback as he visited the sick and needy, and his, and his circuit was approximately 50 square miles. Many of Dr. Crumby's patients were poor, and it is recorded that he did not charge for his services if a person could not afford to pay for them. And he was always and he always carried extra provisions, such as clothing or food for those who needed it. In time, he became lovingly referred to as the old doctor, and he served his community faithfully right up until his passing, even as his eyesight failed. He had a substantial brick house built along the banks of the Mullet Creek. Crumbie Street in Streetsville today recalls the entrance to his large property. Dr. Crumbie was described as a frank was as being frank, cheerful, and honest. He had a moral fear fearlessness and was a highly respected citizen. He was had a keen interest in education, and for many years he was one of the county examiners, using his considerable influences to improve schools. During Dr. Crumby's time, several epidemics swept their way through historic Mississauga, notably malaria in 1830, smallpox in 1831, cholera between 1846 and 53, and again from 1865 to 68. And perhaps the most challenging locally was diphtheria in 1853-54 and again in 1860. These epidemics would have challenged the doctor's skills and available medical knowledge in an era before accepted vaccines. We do, like the other doctors, whether they be Arthur Sutton and his family or Dr. Joseph Adamson, Dr. John Crumby certainly had a, a, an impact on his community. Um, and he served on the front lines historically during several epidemics that swept through historic Mississauga. And he did his part as much as, as the same as all the other early doctors would have done. But he did his part in aiding those affected to the best of his skill and medical knowledge. And so with that, RA, we'll end our first look at some of the significant doctors in historic Mississauga. I uh, want to thank you for sending in the question and we'll have fun exploring some of the other personalities that helped care for and shape uh, the people in place of, uh, of their era here in historic Mississauga. And with that, thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Ask a Historian. Like, subscribe, and follow us and stay up to date on all the heritage happenings with Heritage Mississauga. Keep sending in your questions and we'll explore different chapters of the city of Mississauga's fascinating history each and every week here at Ask a Historian. Mm -hmm.